Welcome to Sunday Bitcoin, where we cover the Bitcoin news, the memes, the fails, the culture, everything. That's what we do on Simply Bitcoin. Anyways, Phil is out for today. He's currently escaping the communist country of Canada. So filling in for him today is the master of mayhem behind Simply Bitcoin Twitter, Optimus Fields. How you doing, buddy? What's up, Nico? What's up, plebs? Glad to be here. Glad to help. It's going to be a good show. Soundboard it, bro. Soundboard it. It wouldn't be an Optimus episode without the soundboard and very special guest. He hangs out in the Simply Bitcoin Telegram chat. How you doing, Solomon? Yeah, I'm happy to be here, man. Thanks for inviting me on. Well, we appreciate you coming, bro. We this is a this is a show for plebs by plebs. So we love having plebs on the show. And from my experience, they're the usually the ones that give the most unique takes because we've all heard the takes from a lot of the influencers, right? Anyways, Opti, it's time for the daily numbers or the numbers. Ah. Number ten. Brought to you by Noddle. They make some of the best Bitcoin notes like the Noddle One. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool and Dojo all from the comfort of your own home. Remember, guys, if you don't run your own Bitcoin node, you're using someone else's. So definitely run your own Bitcoin node. And if you're a digital nomad, there's no excuse because they just released Noddle Cloud. That means you could run a Noddle through a virtual private server anywhere around the world. Visit noddle.eu. The price at the time of recording is $20,600. Oh, it changed when I was reading it. $20,700. Sats per dollar, also known as Moscow time. 4,831 Bitcoin held on corporate treasuries, 1,660,000 Bitcoin block height, 744,987. The amount of reachable Bitcoin notes, 15,533. You want that number to go up because theoretically, the higher that number, the more decentralized the Bitcoin network is. Percentage issued. 90.92% 90.92% blocks to having 95,013 blocks and the having estimate we're getting close kind of almost two years out April 18th 2024 anyways numbers are looking good but I know I know I get this a lot and what I get a lot is oh we're late to Bitcoin so I ran into this really interesting video on Twitter and I thought you guys would appreciate it. And it gives, rather than a numerical perspective, which is what we're always used to, it it gives a visualization, a visual perspective of how Bitcoin, the asset, is compared to other assets. And I think it really shows how early we all are. So anyways, let's take a look at it. Let me pull it up. Here we go. All right, video is by Alex Solman. I don't know if he, created it. Anyways, I wish I would could play you guys the music, but I suspect it's copyrighted. So I'm just going to talk over it. Opti, feel free to jump in. Same as you, Solomon. Anyways, let's check it out. There's Bitcoin, 420 billion. Tesla, 700 billion. Amazon, 1.1 trillion. Google, 1.4 trillion. Bitcoin... What? 1.45? Oh, I think that was the historic all-time high. Microsoft, 1.9 trillion. Apple, 2.2 trillion. Gold, 11.4 trillion. S&P, 33.5 trillion. 
108 trillion global stock market, millionaires worldwide, 191 trillion, global market, 280 trillion, that's real estate, and the total wealth, 418 trillion. And Bitcoin is sitting tiny at 400 billion. Look at look at the size of those things. If that doesn't make you bullish, I don't know what will. Keep stacking that corn. Stack it hard. There's definitely a lot where to go. And here's the thing. I'm so bullish on Bitcoin because I don't think people truly understand what the implications of absolute scarcity are. So far, we've had... 10 years of absolute scarcity and Bitcoin is the best performing asset of the last 10 years. And it came from nothing, right? Like Bitcoin 11, 12, 11, 12 years ago, it was worth nothing. So what makes you think, right? Even if it doesn't have, you know, the, the crazy parabolic growth of the very beginning because it was so small, right? Um, even if it did 25% of that, it would still be absolutely mind-blowing, right? Um, this is the most scarce asset the world's ever seen. But not only is it a scarce asset, it also functions as money. And not only if you put the commodity aside and you just think about the network, Bitcoin network is absolutely crazy too. Just look at what... Um, just look at what some Bitcoin companies are doing on the Bitcoin network, right? And it's really, really interesting. Anyways, Opti, what are your thoughts? And then we'll pass it on to Solomon. Well, first off, that visual reminded me just how bad humans are at giant numbers. And if that is not a great representation of how much room we have in this market to grow, I don't know what is. And then furthermore, if Bitcoin just takes a fraction of that money, guys, we go into the moon. We go into the moon. Let's go. The master <laughs> of mayhem and his highly accredited tanks. Love it. Anyways, Solomon, hit it, brother. What are you thinking here? Yeah, um, there was one thing that wasn't on there, and that was the um, the debt markets, like the bond markets and stuff like that. Like those are even bigger. Like those markets are well into the hundreds of trillions, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Let me let me look it up while you yeah. bond market. But yeah, I mean, hold on. Bond market, market cap. Boom. Let's look it up. 119 trillion. You're absolutely right. It is in the 100 trillion range. It's like, you know, we're going into a time when uh, where everybody like corporations and nations are going to default on their debts. You know, and Bitcoin definitely can eat into that market as well. And as yeah. you just explained, that's a you know, yeah. that's a, a big market, man. It's bigger than a lot of the ones that were just mentioned. Absolutely. I 100% agree. I think um, I think Bitcoin is better than bonds, right? I think this was like yeah. the first market downturn that bonds didn't do well when the when the when the when the Fed was turning hawkish. Right. So, yeah, um, I'm ultra bullish on Bitcoin. I'm very optimistic about the future. There's so much room to grow. And even I think that even once we get to those big numbers i think they're i think i think odell has this famous quote which is people underestimate where this is going to go because we've never had an asset like this that has ever existed right so all i know stack sats stay humble yeah this is going to the moon and then pluto after that and then whatever comes after pluto so very, very bullish. But anyways, Opti, it's time for the daily news. Brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make some of the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch, like the famous 3D printed 
Bitcoin grenade toy. It comes in any custom color your heart desires. You want orange? He could do that. What about Peter Schiff colors? That's right. He makes it in gold. And you can take advantage of the promo code down below to get 5% off in Europe. The European store is now open. Check out CryptoCloaks.com. All right, everybody. Check this out. This is the Celsius Network. Hashtag wrecked. Um, we saw this coming. I think they're the first of many. Um, Bank to the Future, which was an investor in it. I think he owns like 5% of the company and he's a pretty big YouTuber. OG Bitcoin. He's been here a very long time. Pretty big account on Twitter as well. Uh, I thought he was going to bail out this company, but apparently it wasn't enough. Anyways, let's get to it. Moments ago, this is from the Celsius Twitter account themselves. Moments ago, Celsius Network filed voluntary pensions for Chapter 11 protection, announcing that the company initiated a financial restructuring. The decision was made with the intention to provide the best opportunity to stabilize the business, consummate a comprehensive restructuring transaction that maximizes value for all stakeholders and emerge from Chapter 11 position for a success in the crypto industry, acting in the best interest of our stakeholders including our entire customer community. That's a fucking lie. I'll get to why the second part is a lie. We look forward to sharing our progress as we go through this transparent progress. Like, oh man, talk about so many lies in that condensed sentence. Now, shout out to Corey. Not only did he call Celsius a scam for what it is, he also, uh, he has some sauce, Opti. He has some sauce. If Celsius Network and Investor Voyager cared about their users, they'd file for a SEPA bankruptcy as brokers, which they always claim to be, where all proceeds go to customers first. Filing for Chapter 11 is them saying explicitly that the company owns all user assets. Hmm. And then here is a highlight. The judge questioned whether Voyager had even filed the right type of bankruptcy case, suggesting that it met the criteria for liquidating as a broker dealer with protected customer accounts. But unlike what that Celsius tweet said, they don't give a shit about the clients, right? And this is why we always advocate for self-custody. Words are cheap. Showing numbers on a screen is cheap. Showing balances on a, on, on a screen is cheap. The truth happens when that exchange in question, let's go of that Bitcoin, sends it to your own address of which you are the sole owner of those private keys. And now that Bitcoin actually belongs to you. I think a lot of people are going to learn a hard lesson in self-custody. I was reading some nightmare comments right about people saying dude i lost my savings i'm a single mom and it's just so fucking sad and these people are so despicable they're so despicable man that they would rather save their own asses that alex mashinsky whatever his name is than help out his customers that put faith in him and his company shame on alex man and he was actually giving us toxic plebs us bitcoiners a hard time because we were screaming from the rooftops take self-custody of your bitcoin who's talking now alex who's talking now buddy so anyways absolutely disgusting overall if you were involved in celsius i'm sorry we call it paying the price of tuition
especially if you're getting into crypto. Um, but what you're most likely going to learn from this is you're going to stick to only Bitcoin. You're going to stack that Bitcoin, ideally on Swan, and you're going to send it to your cold storage setup, which, you know, you control the keys with your hardware wallet of choice, right? Whether that's Ledger, Colds Card, uh, Pass Passport, Trezor, any of them are very awesome. So, Opti, what are your thoughts on this? Then we'll pass it to Solomon. Well, I saw this tweet last night while I was busy in spaces and I didn't look into it, but shout out to Corey because I wouldn't have caught that distinction. And I think the proof is in the pudding, guys. Like Nico said, they don't care about you. They're trying to cover their own ass. If you got caught up in this, you know, I feel for you. I got wrecked my first cycle around, hence why I'm such a toxic maxi. And the, the, the cliche, guys, not your keys, not your Bitcoin. Don't give your Bitcoin away to someone to allow them to do risky things with your Bitcoin. Keep that in cold storage. Don't scam yourself, guys. Everyone's a scammer, and usually you're the biggest scammer. Just stay humble, stack sets. Absolutely. Solomon, what are your thoughts on the Celsius disaster? You know, I, I think it's a good thing. I think it's, um, I look at it like training, like it's all training for like the future. Because the way I see it is that in the future, you're going to see a situation where Bitcoiners are going to be like the only market within with to banks that can pay back loans in, in the end. You know, let's say in 2029 or in 2030, you know, a lot of people won't really qualify for loans, you know, the same way that a lot of people don't qualify for mortgages now. You know, so banks will be itching to do business with Bitcoiners in the future. And if we have this memory thinking, oh, I remember what Celsius did. So it's almost like training, you know. So in so in the future, we'll be much more prepared for when the big banks come with their crazy contracts, talking a whole bunch of shit, blowing smoke up our asses. I don't know if I can swear, swear but um, so I think it's all part of the um, evolution. I really do. I know that sounds a bit harsh, but that's my perspective. Dude, Opti, hit that soundboard. No, the other one. That's cool, motherfucking boy. Oh, man. Solomon with the sauce, the signal, the pleb signal. This is why I love bringing plebs on the show. They have different takes. It's awesome. I love it. Anyways, it gets kind of boring hearing the same people say the same thing. Even though those people say it awesome and they're friends of mine and I love them, you got to change it up with plebs sometimes, right? I think it's really important. Um, at the end of the day, Simply Bitcoin is by plebs for plebs. Anyways, so um, this, has, this should not come as a surprise to you, especially if you've been watching Simply Bitcoin for a while. I, I've been making the case that we are heading into a future where you're going to have to pick between central bank money and Bitcoin. Bitcoin represents freedom, central bank rep uh, money represents slavery and serfdom. Um, so I know a lot of people are, are distracted. They're, they're not really paying attention to this, but just because you haven't heard a lot of noise of it doesn't mean it's not happening. Not only is it happening in Europe, it's also happening in the United States. So. Um, first, I think this video, video would be valuable to some of you guys. This is the ECB president, Mario Daggy, in 2018. 
and someone asked him, if you were a young university student like me, would you buy Bitcoin? Let's check out what he has to say. Well, it's not up to me to tell, uh, to tell Italo what he should do. Uh, but frankly, I would think it carefully. Um, you know, a euro today is a euro tomorrow. Its value is stable. That's a lie. The value of Bitcoin oscillates wildly. Uh, of all things, I will not call Bitcoin a currency for this reason, but also for, for another reason. The euro is uh, backed by the European Central Bank. The dollar is backed by the Federal Reserve. Um, currencies are backed by the central banks or their governments. Nobody backs the Bitcoin. I've also seen that many, many of you post questions about whether the ECB is going to ban Bitcoins or is going to regulate Bitcoins. Um, I have to say it's not the ECB's responsibility to do that. So just steaming pile of shit. Um, but he's, he, he's fearful. He's very scared. Okay, so let's talk about what he said about a euro today is a euro tomorrow. A Bitcoin today is a Bitcoin tomorrow. And the Bitcoin today and the Bitcoin tomorrow, the Bitcoin tomorrow is going to have more purchasing power, especially if you wait two, three, four, five, six years, than the euro today and the euro tomorrow. The euro tomorrow is designed to go down in value over time versus Bitcoin. It's literally designed to go up forever. That's what the halving ensures. That's what the limited supply of or the cap supply better said of 21 million ensures right if the demand stays the same but the supply stays the same and then there's a having shock a supply shock at roughly every four years what do you think basic supply and demand what do you think happens to the price right so even though corey from swan has a very good theory i'm going to go over that one day where he makes the theory that the havings are going to have less and less of effect as time progresses, but it still stays the same. That awesome meme by Newt Svenholm, right? 21 million divided by infinity, right? Versus the, what, what, what would it be for fiat currencies? Infinity divided by infinity, because <laughs> that's how much euros they could print. Um, anyways, so I said this is happening. Uh, this is a paper released by the Office of Financial Research. Why would they be researching something that they aren't interested in? And of course, it's like the horse and buggy people researching why horse and buggy should remain relevant well into the 21st century. It's like the incentives are not aligned. Obviously, they're going to toot their own horn to try to remain in power, the central bankers. But anyways, let me read some of this line, then we'll move on to the announcement by the European Central Bank. Our model highlights two countervailing effects. First, banks do less maturity transformation when depositors have access to CBDCs, which leaves them less exposed to runs. Second, monitoring the flow of funds into CBDC allows policymakers to identify and resolve weak banks sooner, which also decreases depositors' incentive to run. Our results suggest, here's a signal, that a well-designed CBDC may decrease rather than increase financial fragility. And here's like the very complicated formula. It's funny, the Bitcoin white paper is nine pages. 
and all these central bank like they remind me of shitcoin white paper it's the same garbage in the research you know with with cardano it's like oh this is peer reviewed and it's like fucking study after study after study just because it's peer reviewed and you have fucking 150 pages like it doesn't matter it doesn't change the fact that it's a shitcoin anyways um so this is the chart it says no run right and this is run right with it's so funny with the cbdc right it's more in the middle and then no cbdc it's more to the left right so it's just like it's just dog shit so but clearly all this is noise in terms of what they're telling you and all the lingo and all the garbage what you should really be focusing on is that they are people in the u.s government that are actively trying to push for a central bank digital currency but it's not only in the united states government it's also in Europe. We just saw a video of Fabio, right? His name is Fabio. And here's Christina, right? Um, let's check it out. Key objectives of digital euro. The way we pay is becoming increasingly digital. To ensure financial stability in this digital age, it is crucial that we that we are that we all still have easy access to central bank money is it really crucial for people or is it really crucial for the central banks which is the foundation of our currency the digital euro can achieve that for many decades we have we have had a successful model for payments i disagree with that i would disagree with that central successful model for pay sounds like they have financial privilege because if you're living in a country that they deem sanctioned, right? Like if you're Russian or if you're someone in Africa or if you're someone in South America, it, that's a lie, right? So again, it's only for a sect of people. Bitcoin is for everyone. Bitcoin doesn't care where you're from, right? So again, lies, lies and misrepresentations. Central banks have provided the monetary base, cash for individuals and central, ba uh, central bank deposits for bank, often referred to as public money. And the private sector has offered its own payment solutions. For instance, gyro payments or cards that are based on commercial bank money, such as deposit. This is often called private money. The trend towards digital money is convenient for many of us and creates a wealth of opportunities for financial innovation and inclusion. The key word is inclusion, right? People's trust that private money can always be converted into central bank money could be jeopardized eventually damaging trust in the euro itself. I would even make the argument that the trust in the euro has already been broken. Why? Because governments and central banks are debasing the money, which makes the purchasing power of people holding the money go lower. And globally, the inter international role of the euro could be undermined, especially if other large economies introduce central bank digital currencies that can be used across borders. Now, here's the thing, guys. The, the euro is already digital. So this is just an attempt by a central bank to in order to remain relevant with Bitcoin. They're scared of Bitcoin. That's what this is all about. Um, and this is just so funny, this quote, a digital payment ecosystem without a strong monetary anchor would create confusion. Now, this goes back to what Fabio said in the first video where he said Bitcoin isn't backed by anything. Bitcoin is backed by the largest decentralized computing network in the world. If you want to rewrite the Bitcoin blockchain, you have to match that computing power. Like they don't bring that up. They just say, oh, we're back. The central bank money isn't backed by anything. The US dollar, for example, is backed by the full faith and credit of the US government. Do you guys remember how many lies the US government has told you over the last 20, 30, 40 years? Has Bitcoin ever told you a lie? Anyways, that's a good question.
Take crypto assets, for example. They cannot guarantee one-to-one convertibility with central bank money. Here's the thing. You guys remember the Matrix meme? Neo, when this is all over, you won't need to switch back to dollars. It's the same thing. I don't give a shit. I don't... Why? Look, if I'm holding the best money that ever was, which is Bitcoin, right? Eventually, people are going to wake up to this. Why would I want to convert back to Monopoly money that they could censor and they could debase? They're not an efficient means of payment. Of course, not mentioning Lightning Network, especially if their value is not backed by any asset. The euro isn't backed by any asset. Anyways, all this means if we are to preserve a stable and reliable payment system in Europe, we need to preserve the role of central bank money in the digital age. Like, this all sounds like they're promoting themselves, right? Um, So anyways... Oh, and this is the funniest part. Introducing a digital euro would ensure that citizens continue to trust in the monetary anchor behind their digital payments. Of course, they don't mention what that monetary anchor is. It would protect the the strategic autonomy of European payments. Check this out. And monetary sovereignty, providing a fallback solution if geopolitical tensions intensify. You know what provides the most monetary sovereignty ever? Bitcoin. An individual, not a central bank, controlling his or her wealth and being able to go anywhere freely and the snap of a finger, especially if you hold your own keys. That's a lot more monetary sovereignty than outsourcing that control to central bankers. Now, they talk a whole lot about stability. Let's take a look at the inflation rate in Europe. That doesn't look stable to me, right? 8.1%. So if you're holding a hundred euro bill, it's worth 92 euros if you hold it a year. And by the way, that compounds, right? So that's this year. Anyways, moving on. So Satoshi described what exactly is wrong with central banking. And I think it's a perfect rebuke to Fabio and Christine Lagarde. Anyways, the root problem with conventional currency is all the trust that's required to make it work. The central bank must be trusted not to debase the currency. But the history of fiat currencies is full of breaches of that trust. Banks must be trusted to hold our money and transfer it electronically. But they lend it out in waves of credit bubbles with barely a fraction in reserve. We have to trust them with our privacy. Trust them not to let identity thieves drain our accounts. And again, if they were honorable, if they you know didn't breach that trust maybe they would have an argument but they're talking they're writing on coattails of legacy systems that don't exist anymore that are decades old they don't even want to address the weaknesses in their system all they're doing is just standing and telling you we are the best europe needs us but they're not trying to they're not rebuking any of the bitcoiners arguments and i think that's the signal and on top of that not only are they not rebuking all the bitcoiners arguments they attack bitcoin right and i think that's the signal right there and if we go to one of my favorite websites right to kind of rebuke um fabio right because he said oh bitcoin bitcoin doesn't offer any price stability let's go to priced in bitcoin and priced in bitcoin this awesome website and it shows you if you're using Bitcoin as your unit of account, 
what things would actually cost, right? So let's make some comparisons, shall we? The United States dollar, it's down 89% versus Bitcoin last five years. Last three years, it's down 42%. Of course, this year it's down 60%. But again, if you zoom out, if you have long time preference, but it's not only the dollar, crude oil down 78%. A house, houses doubled in prices recently. House is down 87% over the last five years. S&P 500 down 83%. Gold down 84%. You guys get the deal. But of course, the central bankers are not going to address that. What they're going to focus on is the year-by-year -year volatility. And that's an insincere argument. That is not a good argument. They lost here. So what they're trying to do is grandstand and hide behind their big buildings, hide behind their their allies in government, and hide behind those official logos, which have lost all meaning many years ago because these people have constantly fucked us over time and time again. In the United States, no central banker went to jail after the 2008 financial crisis. Why? Why is that? We got screwed, the millennial generation got screwed, the Zoomer generation got screwed, and no one was held accountable. Bitcoin is our protest. We're saying we don't wanna partake in your system anymore, and they don't know what to do about it. They're not used to competition. They're used to stifling competition. They're used to using the heavy hand of government to kill competition. This time, they cannot. So guys, it's a free market, you guys have Fair game, try to compete with us, but you won't be able to because governments are always gonna want to control their money and they're always gonna want to inflate their money to pay for their big government spending every single year. Anyways, Optimus, what are your thoughts? First off, I love that you put that excerpt from the white paper because I was going to say basically the exact same thing that the key word in this is trust. And so I'm glad that you pointed that out because in my opinion, it seems like the powers that be the bureaucrats are projecting and they realize that they are losing trust from the plebs. And then secondly, I, I absolutely love every time a central banker says that their currency is better because it's backed by something and it's like okay yeah my say like okay that's why your money's better like bitcoin not backed by anything is a feature not a bug i want my money to be straight up money i don't need your full faith and credit to guarantee my money i got the biggest supercomputer in the world backing my money and then secondly or thirdly I absolutely love that the ECB is putting out articles and trying to reframe what is going on here as a revolution in payments, because that's what we need, guys. We need better payment system because Visa and MasterCard aren't working well enough for the everyday person. That's that's what we're all doing here, guys, is, is payments. And it just shows me, guys, like everyone is really living in our meme world because they have to write about what we're doing, whether they like to or not, and they can frame it in however way they want to. But the signal is seeping through and they can't hide the fact that they are losing this me more, guys. It's, that's, Dems are the facts. Dems are the facts. Solomon, hit it, bro. Yeah, um, who is this uh, Fabio guy? Fabio! Uh, 
Yeah. Man, this guy's a joker, man. Um, so he said something that really annoyed me. He said, um, Bitcoin is volatile, right? And he said that a euro today is a euro tomorrow with no acknowledgement for inflation. You know, that was so dishonest, right? And it was it's like insulting people's intelligence. It's almost that's what he's doing. Because the thing is, is that the Bitcoin hash rate is not volatile, but the price is, right? Now, I'm I'm not like somebody that's been in Bitcoin for a long time, but the way I look at it is like this. The Bitcoin price is only volatile because Bitcoin as an asset is young and there's a fuckload of speculation. You got all of these traders in and out, in and out all the time. That's part of the that's part of the volatility. But the actual value of Bitcoin, which is represented in the hash rate, that's steadily going up. Steadily. And he doesn't mention that. And this is why I love Bitcoin. Because the powers that be know a lot about gold. You know, they know a lot about stocks. They have like bureaucracy, an army of bureaucracy behind that kind of stuff. So you can't beat them at those games. But this Bitcoin game right here, right? If you study, right, and you read the white paper and you follow people like yourselves and everything like that, you can learn the technology, right? And you can get to know the technology. Like I live in London, yeah? In this part of London, I'm in West London right now, yeah? The local council doesn't know more about Bitcoin than I do because they're not researching it. And guys like this, this Fabio Giza from the ECB, the European Central Bank, it's like this guy, does. he's either pretending to be stupid or ignorant on Bitcoin, or he's really as ignorant as I think he is. And that gives us an advantage. Do you get what I'm saying? We know more about this asset, the world's fastest growing asset. We know more about it than they do. We got a massive edge, man. Yeah, That's 100 percent, dude. We control the narrative. We this is why memes play such an essential role. And any of the ECB's tweets, you go, you scroll down the comment section. The fucking memers are just like, <laughs> so yeah, I, I completely agree. We control the narrative. We control the internet. Uh, they have absolutely no chance. I know they're starting like a podcast and they're start they're trying to like connect with it. It's like it's not gonna work, bro. You know. So, but yeah, I agree. We have a massive edge, and Bitcoin is gonna force them to competition, something that they've never been used to. Um, hey Nico, can I can I add something? Solomon reminded me of something. So while you were reading uh, all that stuff, I, I looked at the numbers, and that first video was in March 2020, right? So March 18th, March 20th, March 18th. Okay, even better. So if you go by the numbers, guys, Bitcoin is volatile up and to the right. And the euro has lost yeah. value since that time. So yeah, exactly. do with that information as you will. I know what money I want to hold long term. Yep. Amen. Hit the soundboard, Opti. Is there a second best, bro? I mean, here's the thing. I'll just add one more point. Like, there was one thing bouncing off what, what you said, living truth, is that, um, you know, like, you know, a lot of people... They pay for holidays or they might pay for Christmas on credit, right? And But then Christmas next year is going to be more expensive than Christmas this year, right? And they're, they're in this negative loophole, right? With Bitcoin now, if you build your stack and everything like that, what will happen is you'll find that each Christmas is getting cheaper for you. Each holiday that you take is getting cheaper for you. So you're not in a situation 
where you're paying for like the holiday that you had in 2018 yeah in 2023 you know and that, that's like that's what people need to understand absolutely you know? it's 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 an inflationary lifestyle versus a deflationary lifestyle the deflationary go. mindset is totally different because all of a sudden you have hope for a future versus an inflationary mindset you're constantly fighting to make more money right just to make ends meet like the whole thing is just a scam after a scam after a scam but opti what's the second best there is no second best <laughs> anyways opti it's time for the daily fail brought to you by swan check them out swanbitcoin.com that's right automated bitcoin savings plans instant purchases they're serving clients of any size ten dollars ten million dollars doesn't matter they got you the link is down below all right what's up guys it's optimus i'm here for phil covering the fail and I literally had to do a curveball because I saw this article right before the show. And I just know how much you guys love shitting on Coinbase. So this article right here, it says Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong says companies strained from fast growth looking for ways to be more efficient. So let's just go through this article for real quick. And then I'm going to show you some receipts of the last month or so. So... Brian Armstrong says that they are facing the unwanted consequences of growing the workforce too fast. Okay, all right, so Armstrong says the companies tend to become less efficient when they scale up. Okay, all right, and so to become like these great companies, they're going to rearrange their business models and they've been growing way too fast and they're digging a new identity for this. Anyways, the CEO says Coinbase will change the decision-making process of the company, incentivize product leaders, address inconsistencies and duplications in shared services, and reduce the maximum size of teams to 10 people. They're also going to do some, some, some uh, uh, dev stuff for people. But here is the, the signal right here, or rather the fail. They go, now, as we adjust to our new scale, we need to get back to the things that made us successful. Well, what made Coinbase successful? It was Bitcoin. Now, where has Coinbase gone? They have turned themselves into a full-blown shitcoin casino. And so, I have been tracking Coinbase for the last month or so, and I put this out there a while ago that it's looking like Coinbase is struggling. They're struggling to find their business model because the shitcoin casino is losing them money. So first off, they show that they're losing money and then they show that they're going to start pausing new hires and then they show that app downloads have gone down by a huge significant number 55 percent from 2022 and 79 percent since may 2021 amazing and then coinbase comes out and says that they're slashing eight percent of their workforce oof and then goldman sachs downgrades their stock rating and adds that they need to make substantial reductions in its cost base guys and then what do we see? A couple weeks later, we get this news that Coinbase is selling your information to ICE. So what is this all telling me? 
It's telling me that they are extremely struggling over there. Mm -hmm. They don't know what their business model is. They're trying to slash employees. They're trying to do everything but the one thing they need to do. And what is that one thing they need to do? Brian Armstrong needs to say Bitcoin and put Bitcoin in a positive light because Bitcoin is the reason why Coinbase is where it is. But if you've been around for a while, you understand that the CEO of Coinbase is an enemy of Bitcoin because he can't ever say Bitcoin and Bitcoin is the golden goose. So, guys, is Coinbase going to go down again? I don't think so. But I, I know I had another metric and I just clicked that I didn't bring it up here. But there was another metric that FTX is now leading Coinbase in transaction volume and median volume uh, buy on the platform. So again, there's another point showing that maybe Coinbase is flying too close to the sun and they are wrecked, guys. And, you know... This just goes into the idea of you need to treat Bitcoin right or Bitcoin will wreck your business, guys. Bitcoin is why we're all here. So if you disrespect Bitcoin, your business isn't going to last. And let's just see what happens with Coinbase, guys. It's not looking good for them. Again, don't use Coinbase. Delete Coinbase. Take your coins off exchanges. Put it in cold storage. But, man, you know, it, it's just another example of someone's ego that got too big and bitcoin had to check them anyways nico what are you thinking dude absolutely slayed it uh optimi optis optimus is finding his voice i think a lot of that twitter he's getting a lot of practice on twitter um but yeah uh you see that signal too all those were simply bitcoin tweets baby so optimus has been on top of this on twitter dude it doesn't look good for Coinbase, and the reason for that is that they made a bet. They made a bet on shitcoins. They didn't make a bet on Bitcoin. And Swan is, I'm not saying this because they're sponsoring us, right? Swan is actually going to prove that you could build a major company just on Bitcoin. And the, the bet that Brian Armstrong made was we need shitcoins in order to beef up our business model. But I suspect as time progresses, that's gonna come bite them in the ass. And here's the deal. They're not gonna wanna add Lightning Network to Coinbase because that defeats the purpose of a lot of these shit coins that were supposedly sold as, oh, they enable faster transactions. He's, he's incentivized to sell those shit coins even though he knows himself they're not as worthy as Bitcoin. So yeah, I, I completely agree with you when you say that Coinbase is a shitcoin casino because that's exactly what it is. Anyway, Solomon, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, you know, I think I think uh, Coinbase have uh, what the Ethereum disease. You know, they're just confused. They don't know what they're doing. They're like one minute they want to do this, next minute they want to do that. They want to do quizzes and give people like free shitcoins or whatever. Like these guys are confused, man. You know, they need to have a purpose and a focus. But, you know, one thing is like I work in a casino in London, right? And I've, I've got like 10 years worth of experience in the casino business. And I see so many, many parallels between casinos and shitcoins, right? So in my first year of Bitcoin, and it was very easy for me to see through it, you know, and um, Coinbase, you know, they, they, they just operate just like a casino. Like, for example, 
you know, in a casino, there's a lot of financial surveillance. You know, if you're not a member, you can only spend up to, you know, 1500 pounds, you know, and things like this. And you have to become a member and, you know, you have to provide your financial details. So like, like the utmost degree, like you got to give him bank statements and all of these things, just like on Coinbase, just like on these uh, exchanges. So it's like, it's almost like the casino business was like a precursor for what's to come, you know? It's just really funny, but um, I like the point that you mentioned, Nico, about Swan and what Corey Clipston's doing, and that he's going to show the world that you can actually build businesses on Bitcoin, you know, like proper businesses that can employ thousands of people and things like this. You know, you don't have to always take these risks and gamble like in the fiat world, you know? 100%. So, 100%. Anyways, yeah. Opti, what is the next fail, my friend? We got a little bit of time left. Yeah. I got some more fail in here, guys. And I'm almost positive that you guys probably covered this one on one of those lost episodes. But again, Charlie Munger is in the news, guys, and he is hating on Bitcoin one more time. And I'm not going to do Phil justice on this because he has thoroughly debunked Charlie Munger. But we're going to cover it anyways and to go down memory lane for a little quick one. So again, the title here is Charlie Munger calls crypto an open sewer, says sellers are delusional or evil. Anyways, so Charlie Munger calls the industry of cryptocurrency sector a sewer full of bad actors selling digital coins that lack any actual value. Now, on one point, if he's talking about shit coins, then I might totally agree with this statement because he is 100% right. Agreed. Shitcoins are definitely, or the shitcoin space is definitely full of bad actors and there's no actual value there. But I'm almost positive this isn't what he's talking about. He's lumping Bitcoin in there with cryptocurrencies. So we're going to have to destroy this. Anyways, he goes, I just avoid it as cryptocurrency as if it were an open sewer full of malicious organisms i just totally avoid and recommend everybody else follow my example of course who wouldn't want to follow charlie munger he's a billionaire investor guys you should definitely follow his advice again munger continues calling crypto an investment in nothing and that investors would have to be almost insane to consider an investment in cryptocurrency. I think anybody that sells this stuff is either delusional or evil. I won't touch the crypto, the crypto. Boomer confirmed. I'm not interested in undermining the national currencies of the world. And then, of course, it mentions earlier about how Charlie Munger calls Bitcoin rat poison. So I kind of did some research over here. And I just YouTube clipped, I was looking at some, like what he'd say. And if you just look at some of these headlines, you know, Bitcoin is stupid because it's very likely to go to zero. Bitcoin is worthless artificial gold. Charlie Munger says people shouldn't put their retirement savings into Bitcoin. The US made a huge mistake allowing crypto trading. I wish crypto had been banned immediately. He calls Bitcoin rat poison. Of course I hate Bitcoin. Bitcoin is worthless. Anyways, we know this is all FUD. We know the real narrative, but I found some interesting stuff, Nico. And I was looking into this, trying to do Phil some justice because you guys do the work. So 
I'm over here on his Wikipedia and I, I saw this little area called investment philosophy. And I think there is a lot of signal in this area because it's showing how much of his bias is blinding him and he won't admit this. So worldly wisdom from Charlie Munger. It's a, a mental model to help solve critical business problems. So how to think about business and investing, how to believe in life, the importance of ethics and honesty, how to approach problems, but foremost, how to reduce the chance of meeting problems is something I was lacking. And Munger showed me the ability to unlearn my own best loved ideas. That is, that's a key, key phrase right there. So good businesses are ethical businesses. A business model that relies on trickery is doomed to fail. Interesting philosophy, Charlie Munger. Interesting philosophy. He further goes, and you can tell his Cantillon bias is showing with this view right here. In response to the 2007-2008 financial crisis, he says, the system is responsible in proportion to the degree that the people who make the decisions bear the consequences. You don't create a loan system where all the people who make a loans promptly dump them on somebody else through lies and twaddle, and they don't bear the responsibility when the loans are good or bad. So you can tell how his thinking is in regards to Bitcoin. But furthermore, guys, I think this is where his real bias has come in. So he's known for this term called the Lollapalooza effect, where multiple biases, tendencies, or mental models act and compound with each other at the same time in the same direction. These biases or tendencies acting together greatly increase the likelihood of acting irrational. Guys, this is his investment philosophies, and if you ask me, it sounds like he's shitting on himself about his Bitcoin views because you can very obviously tell that Charlie Munger is, as we said right here, not capable of unlearning his own best-loved ideas. So, guys, remember, let's just go down memory lane. Just, just remember what Charlie Munger has said in the past. Oh, yeah. America can learn a thing or two from communist China. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, the Chinese government did a good job by silencing Jack Ma. The communists did a right thing. And this isn't the only time he's been praising China and their communism because there's another title. Billionaire Charlie Munger praises China for being smarter than America at handling economic booms. China steps on a boom in the middle of it instead of waiting for the big bus. Of course, I admire that. And in one respect, they are wiser than we are. It amuses me that communist China is being smarter about handling booms than capitalist America. Their system has to work better. Guys, I say all that and I bring all those receipts in to say that it's very obvious his bias is showing. Um, he seems to like the authoritarian control of communist China. Therefore, he's going to very obviously not like a free market money like Bitcoin. Of course, he's going to play the narrative that Bitcoin is undermining the world currencies because he has the most to lose. He is a Cantillon insider. He's close to the money printer. Thus, anyone that takes that power away from him is a threat and hence why they call us what uh evil delusional irrational 
all that good stuff. He calls Bitcoin rat poison. Well, yes, Charlie Munger. Bitcoin is rat poison, and you are the rat. And I know Phil has covered this before, but guys, we got to keep them in check. Hence why we will continue to cover their fails because these boomers will not stop talking about Bitcoin because they know Bitcoin is eating their lunch. Milkshake theory in action. And as we showed in the numbers, there's a lot of room for Bitcoin to grow. So their re's are going to get a lot louder and you just got to prepare for it. Anyways, Nico, what are you thinking? Dude, uh, he's a fiat maximalist. You know, those are just Bitcoin maximalists and we attack, you know, shit coiners and we say, hey, look, this is a scam, whatever. He's a fiat maximalist and that's what he's doing. He's attacking what he sees as a shit coin, which is Bitcoin. But I don't blame that perspective. But what I do think is that in his system, only a few win and few benefit and the rest lose. Whereas in our system, everyone could win um, because that's Bitcoin, right? You buy Bitcoin, you're going to benefit from the gains. You know, obviously, if you're a sailor, you're going to have more Bitcoin. It's going to, you know, the value is going to go up, right? But you still benefit from the same percentage gains. If sailor wants to buy Bitcoin, he has to get in line and buy Bitcoin just like everybody else, right? Charlie Munger has a, has a special treatment from the system. He gets deals that you're not even entitled to. You want a glimpse of how these people think. Take a look at what Nick Carter said when he was on his meltdown. A lot of the comments were like, I'm in private equity. You don't get those deals. Like, that's how these people think, man. Fiat maximalist. That's what I have to say. So I'm just bullish that Charlie Munger, Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, they all hate Bitcoin. That's and the World Economic Forum. That is signal right there. That's not noise. That's signal. Anyway, Solomon, what are your thoughts? Uh, Charlie Munger, um, basically, like, you know, you're not really supposed to disrespect your elders, are you? So I go easy on him. But, you know, he's just like a, a Peter Schiff 2.0 to me, you know? Like, it reminds, like, there was one person that told me that, like, Bitcoin is gambling. And it's like, you know, a guy that was older than him. Not older than, um, older than me, but as, nearly as old as him. And um, I'm just thinking, like, you guys don't even know the definition of gambling, man. You know, gambling is to take a risk under a statistical disadvantage, you know? And um, with Bitcoin, that's not the case. And um, it's like you said, this guy is just a fiat max maximalist. But um, yeah, Peter Schiff 2.0 as far as he's like irrelevant. He's just going to be part of the, you know what? I, he's just, he's going to be buying Bitcoin when it's at like 200 in. 200 grand or something he won't have a choice but he's not going to be right. buying bitcoin from me or from you solomon or for you opti because we ain't selling our bitcoin exactly. Anyway. Exactly. awesome awesome anyways opti it's time for the daily meme review brought to you by citadel 21 it's the best bitcoin cultural zine is stories articles comics by actual bitcoiners this is the artwork for volume 10 this is the artwork for volume 11 and this is artwork for volume two. Volume two is almost sold out because there's only a thousand physical copies made per volume. Guys, this is a collectible. This is pure pleb signal in here. Optimus has wrote articles for them. Phil has wrote articles for them. I've wrote articles for them. Definitely want to check out citadel21.com. All right, everybody, welcome to the daily Bitcoin meme review. We review Bitcoin memes, memes, play, an essential role not only in Bitcoin culture, but in this narrative trench warfare that we're fighting hand to hand on the battleground of the internet against central bankers and 
governments. Anyways, first meme, bye. The Bitcoin conference. When you get a 3% raise, but inflation is scratch, 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 9.1. It's funny because this started at like 5.4 and then people just kept tacking it. They've ran out of space. They literally got to draw it by hand. Um, next one, bye, World of Rusty. Oh man, thank you, World of Rusty. Very cool, Template Tuesday. Laser Ray till 100K, it's Jerome Powell, laser focused on inflation. World of Rusty coming in with the hot memes. Anyways, next one by South African Hoddle. Did you guys see this? This is the pictures from the James Webb Telescope. Super high res photo of deep space from the new James Webb Telescope reveals strange object at the edge of the known universe, 6.15 trillion light years away. You zoom in. Bitcoin! It's the legend. Anyways, next one by Toxicat. Replying to, <laughs> thanks for the soundboard, to 1.75% uh, rate kite, inflation 9.1%, strengthening US dollar, treasure, wrecked treasury markets. Absolutely hilarious. Next one by Rothmus. Print more money, they said. It will get better, they said. That's Weimar Republic. Um, next one by our buddies at Swan. Americans, why does life keep getting more expensive? The Federal Reserve, bullish. Next one, <laughs> Toxicat, millennials, the Fed raising rates, 401ks, stop stock market dumping. Next one, oh, repeat, sorry about that, guys. Anyways, awesome memes. For those awesome memes, I'm going to give it, for when you're out of juice, a portable battery for your phone. Boom! Opti, what would you give those memes? Solid score. All right. I just got this in, guys. This brand new. Oh, let me see if I can get it. This brand new BTC pins. If you know, you know. That's fucking stuff. <laughs> Anyways, Solomon, what would you give those memes? Uh, I would give those memes um, a resistance month, you know? Oh, so. <laughs> those, are, those are good to work out with. If you know, you know. That That's... Yeah. that's that's uh, that's some good stuff right there. Anyways, guys, we want to know. If you agree with our scores, you disagree, let us know down in the comment section. Comment, comment, comment. Make sure to subscribe to us on alternative video platforms like Rumble.com, personal favorite, BitcoinTV.com. Join our Telegram group. We just passed 500 plebs. Join it. It's a party in there. You could link us some Bitcoin memes to review. We could review them. Actually, a lot of the memes that we got today came from our Telegram chat. Don't want to miss it. Join it right now. It's down in the link description. And of course, if you're listening to the audio version of this with Jacob from Swan Bitcoin and our own Optimus Fields, that's here today. Definitely make sure to stay until after the show. So there's a live hangout, Q&A. It's going to be fun. But anyways, Opti, there was an open source software release today. Why don't you tell everybody about it? Software release. Brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out. CypherSafe.io. You can't store your seed in paper. We know Ben doesn't store the seed on paper. That That's not happening. We're all storing our seeds in steel. Store your seed in the cipher grid or the cipher wheel. They both come with a tamper-resistant wire and the grid comes with a punch tool. All right, guys, the software release for today. It was not really a software release. It's an update. It works. RoboSats. RoboSats' new max trade limit is now 3 million sats. RoboSats is a simple and private lightning network, peer-to-peer -peer exchange, buy and sell KYC free Bitcoin on RoboSats. And now you could buy up to 3 million sats. Anyways, very, very cool. I'm pretty sure it's open source as well because then it wouldn't be KYC free. Um, 
there's always a premium though when you buy KYC free. So now you guys know. Um, anyways, yeah, make sure to subscribe to our audio platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, all of that stuff. Also, make sure to check out our clothing sponsor, representltd.com. Opti and I are wearing the hoodies. Opti, pay attention. They represent very comfy, very stylish. He's coming out with Simply Bitcoin merch. That's right. It's coming soon. And he makes Bitcoin merch. It's really cool. Check out representltd.com. Also, check out Simply Bitcoin's new blog. It's really, really awesome. SimplyBitcoin.news. www.simplybitcoin.news. It is by our own awesome pleb. Pirate Beach Bum. And of course, definitely go check out fellow pleb. Just came on the show. Had some great takes. Solomon Ultra. You can go give him a follow on Twitter. Ultra Solomon. Anyways, guys, that was our show. If you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Smash that like button. Of course, we want to continue hearing the Bitcoin news from the play pleb perspective and the catastrophic fails from the same perspective. Definitely consider subscribing to Simply Bitcoin Optimus. What's the second best? What's the second best? There is no second best. <laughs>